1: Assurance. When you die, do you have assurance that heaven will be your home? Welcome to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick, a ministry of Canyon Ridge Baptist Church in San Diego. You'll hear verse-by-verse preaching that will help you know and love Jesus in a personal and practical way. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 and listen into to this message in progress as we learn from the Bible how to have assurance.
2: And I got saved as a 10-year-old kid, June 16th, 1983, Port Orchard, Washington, third row back of a wooden pew on the left side of the auditorium. I mean, I remember where I was, what I was wearing. I remember what my dad was wearing. I remember what the pastor was preaching. I remember it all. I, I, I knew that I prayed and I asked Christ to be my Savior. But when I walked away from the Lord, I had zero security in my salvation. I mean, zero I memorized verses on security of salvation. I read chapters on security of salvation. I read books on security of salvation, but I had no security of salvation. Why? Because of the way that I was living. The end is death. I was dying. That's why if you're the terrible partner in your marriage, you're not finding any joy living for yourself because the end state of it is death. That's why if you live in a state of constant depression and you're not working to get freed from that by the power of the spirit of God, mental health weekenders that we have coming up this weekend and other things, the end state of that is only death. We know that depression nine times out of 10, not every time, but probably eight to nine times out of 10 is anger turned inward. Undealt with anger turned inward. You're frustrated, you're angry, you turn it inward and you just live in that state. You live in that state. You're not living in the joy. You're not living in the freedom. You're not living in the forgiveness that God promises in his word. And it just becomes something that begins to eat away like a cancer and destroy you. And you become, not, not to other people, but to yourself, almost unlovable. Because you're living after the flesh. And if you live after the flesh, you will die. Well, I've done this for a while and it hasn't been like that, right? That's because the end state of everything Satan offers is death. He doesn't start it off that way. He doesn't advertise Hennessy with some dude on 4th and G passed out on the sidewalk that has messed himself all up and blood coming out of every orifice of his body. No. He makes you think that you're going to be the life of the party at some nightclub with beautiful people and everybody's fit and the dancing's fun and sweats flying everywhere and you, you're going to be picked up by every chick or you're going to be picked up from any dude that you want. And he promises that, but, but he can't deliver. Why? Because all that Satan can do is bring death. One author said this, assurance that does not lead to a more holy walk is a false assurance. The person whose assurance is well-founded, who experiences true peace and joy, who is busy in the Lord's business and lives in a close relationship with him will lead a holy life. A believer cannot persist in high levels of assurance while he continues in low levels of holiness. A believer cannot persist in high levels of assurance while he continues in low levels of holiness. That's why you're viewing porn every night. You're never going to feel comfortable in your salvation. And if you do, it's a false comfort. I say, don't you have something to say? I do. I've got a lot to say, but I'm just giving you some time to think about it. That's why if you're angry all the time, you're gonna really struggle to have assurance. He's talking to believers here, folks. Remember he started it off, therefore brethren. And he wants us, the Holy Spirit does through the pen of Paul, wants us to have assurance of our salvation. But assurance of salvation, which is a gift from God to the believer, because if we had to keep our sin, we would all fail miserably. But assurance of salvation comes as we strive to live in holiness. We can choose death, or the second part of verse number 13, or we can choose life. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Through the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, do mortify. The word mortify normally means to kill or to put to death, but here it's a figurative sense, and it means to subdue evil desires, to become dead to anything, to be freed from its power. If you, through the Spirit, are freed from the power of sin, this is what it means. If you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body or the specific behavior of the physical body, you shall live. You shall live. It's a word for life with sin subjected to it. And the tense here contains a habitual action. So do mortify is a present active tense. Meaning I'm mortifying, I'm putting to death the sin that is in my mind, the sin that is in my body. And when it comes up, By the power of the Spirit of God, through the grace of the Spirit of God, I'm putting it to death. And it comes in my mind through my body and I'm putting it to death. And I'm putting it to death. And it's a constant, continual, regular action. And then when I do that, I will live in a constant, continual, habitual action. I put sin to death, I live in the joy of the Spirit. I put sin to death, I live in the peace of the Spirit. And sometimes I have to do it a hundred times a day. Not too long ago, I was struggling with a great private temptation. I asked a couple of friends to pray for me, and it was just stupid, and I just—it was just dumb. But man, I was just—I don't know if you've ever been here. I'm sure you have, but I was just being attacked. Like it was just there, like it would not let me go. I began to pray, God, I'm, I'm resisting this temptation. Would you please give me victory? I began to ask the Holy Spirit to give me victory. And it was still present. It was still very, very present in my life. It was still very, very active in my life. And I kept praying and I kept working and I kept praying. I, I, I got desperate. I began to fast for it. I needed this to be put to death. God, please. I, I, I was desperate. And one day through his glorious grace the temptation was mortified. You say, well, aren't you glad that one's over? It's coming back. You say, how do you know it's coming back? Because that's how Satan works. It will come back. And so I have to mortify again and mortify again and mortify again. And there's some sins that easily beset each and every one of us. The book of Ephesians says there's a sin that does so easily beset you or readily attacks you. For me, it's anger and sexual temptation. It's that way for probably three quarters of men that I know. And that's those are the big, it's not that way for everybody. Some of you are, are weird. You're like tempted by power and money. <laughs> or cars, or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but, but you're different, and that's, that's totally fine. It's, it, we all face our temptation, and, and, and we, we, we go through it, and we mortify and mortify and mortify and mortify and mortify and mortify. You're like, when are we done with this whole mortification thing? When do we get to end that? When we're with the Lord for all eternity. Life... Living, you shall live, that present active tense verb in verse number 13 at the end, comes as we yield to the Holy Spirit and his guidance for our life. You can't tell the Holy Spirit no and enjoy the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Well, I've heard this. I went to Bible college, so I heard this a lot. I know what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I just don't know if I want to do it. If you don't do it, welcome to death. You can't live in the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean he's going to kill you. I don't mean that. He could, but that's just normally not what it means. It just means you're not going to live in the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit. That's why often... Some of the most grouchy people in all the, all the world are people that God one time called into full time vocational ministry. They're just super ticked off at everything because they've been called to do something that they've told Jesus no to. You tell Jesus no, understand, you don't get the product of joy and peace. No, if you want joy and peace, you have to tell yourself no. No, no, hear what I said. You have to tell yourself no. No, I'm not hooking up anymore. No, I don't have a Tinder account anymore or any new app that's out there. No, I I don't do that. My body is not my own. It's reserved It's too special. I'm not cheap like that. I'm not a drive-through like that. There's more to me than that. These special parts are reserved, given by my creator for the benefit of my spouse. And I'm not surrendering that to some cheap dude who doesn't have the time of day or the character of life to care for me. I'm not a one-stop shopping center. I'm not a female Walmart. I'm not a big box store. I'm a bought and paid for child of the King.
1: If you like what you've heard so far, check out Canyon Ridge You can see videos and listen to hundreds of Bible messages that will help you in your walk with the Lord. You can also send a message to me and pastor Chadwick. Check us out at Canyon Ridge Now back to the message in progress.
2: I'm not drinking alcohol. Because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Well, pastor, I think we could discuss that. We could, but you're going to lose. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And there's some things I'm just going to say no to. I'm not sitting on the couch and watching 42 hours of Netflix today. Double time so I can get all 42 hours in. No, I'm bought and paid for. There's something inside me that's bigger than what you have if you don't know the king of kings and lord of lords. I've got a life to live for. I've got a love to live for. I've got a savior who loves me. I've got a spirit inside me. i got something going on here that's bigger than what the rest of the world has going on. I'm a child of the king, so I don't mind telling myself no. I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to cheapen myself by looking at some sexual object on a screen and jacking off to it. I don't I don't do that. Why? Because I'm a child of the king and he's got better things planned for me than the enemy who wants to destroy me. Well, I was made this way. Well, let's have that argument at a different place. You might have been made that way, but you're not saved that way. I'm not watching that. I'm not reading that. I'm not listening to that. I'm mortifying that kind of entertainment. I don't talk that way. I'm mortifying that kind of speech. I won't respond to myself that way. I won't respond to that comment that made me feel insecure. I'm just gonna let the Spirit of God take care of all that. I don't have to cuss anymore. Why? Because the Spirit of God's taking care of me and I'm not gonna do the things that lead to death. I've chosen life and life more abundantly. to sit around and be lazy in my house i'm a bloodbought child of god i'm redeeming the time because the days are evil i'm just gonna keep moving forward and i'm choosing life i'm not gonna withhold my tithe from the lord it's his and if he didn't ask for the tithe i'd still give it why because i love him and i want other people to hear about him James chapter one, verse number 12, the Bible says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. What endureth means to sustain, to bear up under. We're blessed is happy. Happy is the man that bears the temptation because when he has tried, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Just bear up under the temptation. It's harder. It's more than I can bear. Not if you're saved, it's not. Because the spirit of God lives inside you and he wants to give you victory. And by the way, he's given you a church family to help you through that. He's given you people that want to pray for you and encourage you and lift you up before the Lord and hold you accountable. But the problem with some folks, even in this room this morning, is the fact that you hide everything from everyone and Satan loves a secret. He loves you hiding everything because if you're hiding everything, then nobody even knows. I've had people say to me for 30 years in ministry, hey, how come you didn't talk to so-and-so about such-and-such? Why would I? Well, they struggle with it. Oh, I I didn't know. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? I mean they never told me. Did you know? Yeah. Did you confront them? Well, I thought that was your job. "No, No, no, we're believers together. God's provided that for you. I want to keep going, but I can't. So let me give you some take-home truths, four of them. Write these down. Number one, live like Jesus says you're not bound by sin. Number one, live like Jesus says you're not bound by sin. You don't have to sin. Live like Jesus says. Romans chapter 6, four, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. If you're saved, even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Walk in the newness of life. You don't have to sin. Live like Jesus said. So, hey, babe, we're going to go out on Friday night. You want to come with us? We might go out and, 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 and hook up. I don't live like that anymore. Why not? Because I live like Jesus said. Number two, invest in spiritual things. We talk all this stuff about invest in finances and a lot of different things, and that's a wonderful thing, and we should. But understand, as a believer, I am to invest in spiritual things. Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. This does not mean if you do the things God says, you'll be saved. No, it's, it's I do the things God says, and I have the joy of everlasting living with Christ. And let us not be weary, verse number 9, in well-doing for in due season we will reap if we faint not. A lot packed into that verse, but just invest in spiritual things. That's why when we say be here on Sunday night, we're not saying that because you have nothing better to do, but this is the best thing that you could do. Why? Because you're going to go into a sin-cursed world that hates you and attacks you and maligns you. And we're gonna come and we're gonna pray and we're gonna worship and we're gonna hear the word preached. You say, well, I'll come if it's really beneficial to me. It's always beneficial to pray and worship and hear the preached word of God. And you don't know what you're gonna face that week, but the spirit of God knows what you're gonna face that week. And you might hear one thing that prevents you from messing something up. You say, well, what if I don't? Well, then you were still benefited. Just invest in spiritual things. And it's an investment. I want immediate returns. Not if you're a good investor. I had some friends talk me into cryptocurrency. If you're laughing, you know why. Right before it crashed. Like, oh, you got to do this, man. You are going to make a killing. Well, let me say the word killing came into play, but they're not with us anymore. (laughs) My friends that are. No, I'm teasing. Made an investment. Invest in spiritual things. Number three, meditate on things to mortify. Colossians 3, verse number five. We looked at this a little bit on Sunday night last week. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, your physical body, Mortify these things. Kill these things. Talking to believers. Let these things die. Fornication. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection. That means a driving lust, a craving for the wrong thing. Pastor, I'm so turned on by the same sex. Okay, mortify that. I'm so turned on by this woman that I work with. Mortify that. Pastor, if I take the tithe and I don't give to missions, then I can buy this new F-750 Ford electric pickup truck with 96 wheels on it. Go ahead and mortify that too. If we leave San Diego and we move to the middle of nowhere, we can get a 4,000 square foot house with a swimming pool and 12 camels and 26 dogs, and we don't know what to do with them, but wouldn't it be cool to have something that big? Okay, you've got a, a passion and a lust that might be inordinate. Mortify that evil concupiscence and, and aching for the wrong kinds of evil, a, a continuing to look, a, and he goes on, covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse number six, for which sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked some time when you lived in them. But now you also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Just medif- meditate on things to mortify. You probably won't have to meditate long to realize there's some things in your life that need to be taken care of. You, you probably don't have to like, oh man, I need counseling to figure out where I'm wrong. If you're honest, you, it's probably gonna be a pretty quick study. But meditate, God, I'm covetous, would you help me? Would you give me victory? We're not thinking from covetous perspective or meditating from a covetous perspective as though it's good. We're meditating from a perspective of we desire victory. And then finally this morning, meditate on things to live by, Colossians chapter three, verse number 12. Put on therefore as elect of God, holy and beloved. Vows of mercies, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Put on love above everything else, which is the bond or the glue of perfection. We're given eternal life. There's nothing you can do to earn it and there's nothing you can do to lose it. But there's a ton of stuff you can do to enjoy it. And there's a ton of stuff you can do to be secure in it. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your savior, if you're not sure that you died, heaven would be your home. Can I tell you that if Jesus loves you and he died for you, matter of fact, God loved you so much, he sent Jesus from heaven to earth to die on the cross. This isn't the point of the message, but it is the reason that we're here. We want you to understand that you can have eternal life. You can have a relationship with God if you'll understand God loves you and Jesus died for you, but you're a sinner and you walked away from God and you have to repent of your sin and ask Christ to save you. And if you will repent and ask Jesus to save you, he guarantees you eternal life guarantees you eternal life if you'll ask him to save you. And you can do that this morning by praying a prayer similar to this. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask you to forgive me my sin and I ask you to come into my heart and to save me. If you're here and you don't know Christ, come to him today. If you're here today and you're a believer, come to Live by the Spirit. Live in obedience to the Spirit. Live surrendered to the Spirit of God. And live in the joy and peace that He promises.
1: You've been listening to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick. Before we go, if you have any questions about what it means to be a Christian and how to go to heaven after you die, we invite you to visit our website, CanyonRidgeRadio.com for more information. We hope this episode of Canyon Ridge Radio has been an encouragement to you. Canyon Ridge Baptist Church is a growing church located in beautiful San Diego, California. If you're in the San Diego area, make plans to visit us this Sunday at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 5 o'clock p.m. at 6866 Linda Vista Road. For more information about our church, our pastor, Or how to know Jesus is your Savior, visit our website at CanyonRidgeRadio.com.